Welcome back to episode seven of the Be Under Par podcast. We're excited to welcome David Castillo to the podcast of Well Done Mobile Detailing. So, uh, David, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. And uh, my name is David Castillo from Well Done Detailing. I'm a local detailer in Winsett, Connecticut. And yeah, I'm grateful for being here. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we, thank uh, you. We all support your business. You're you. by far one of the coolest kids I know. You, you have the best detailing business around. And uh, if anyone needs a car detailed, I recommend it. I can attest to that too. Uh, we had my mother-in-law's car detailed by David. Kid does excellent work. And dude, you're like, not only are you super thorough, but you take, I mean, you spend your time. So like, I gotta say, as far as work ethic goes, um, for somebody at any age, but somebody at your age that has that work ethic already, that's that's awesome. And that's that's what's gonna make you successful is the fact that not only do you do a good job, but you stand behind everything you do. And uh, yeah, I'm thoroughly impressed. I appreciate it. And you do it with a smile on your face. I gotta say, like, positivity in life, not everyone you come in contact with is gonna be very positive. You're one of the most positive. I've never heard anyone say anything wow. negative. <laughs> so that, is, that is, that in and of itself, your reputa uh, reputation precedes you in, in a good way. So in today's day and age, that is few and far between. So. Thank yeah, you man. so much. Yeah, man. Yeah, like I, I know one day I went on a, a detail with David actually, and he was talking to me about how important customer service is because of course. I mean, a lot of people can detail a car, but it's just yeah. the experience that the customer has is that's the biggest true. thing. That's what drives them back. That's what you're all about, right? That's, that's the most important thing to me because, like, I think like anybody can do detailing, anybody can do um, have a gym, but if you don't have customer service and you're not good to the people, like to the person, your prices don't matter. Yeah. Exactly. It's true. It's a good. That's a good point. Um. So also, since we are, you know, we always we're golfers here. Um. Now, what's your experience with golf? Like you, you yeah. haven't you haven't played too much, but Connor was telling me we got him out once. Yeah. 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 He cranked it. Yeah. It was, it was fun. It was I, so although fun. I, I had to laugh, we stepped up on the fourth hole, and you just mashed a drive right out there, and then you were like, "All right, now what?" <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. Though. To be honest, I I had such a good experience because yeah. I love I actually love to golf, but like it's just like I didn't grow up with that, so I don't I don't have like the people like now with you guys I'm experiencing it. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I didn't have anybody to go golf anywhere. Yeah, sure. Like, you know. No. So. Now, what was your perspective of golf when you were growing up? Just curious. Uh, next, Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, yeah. like someone said, they play golf. What did you think? Um, and be honest. Be honest. Yeah, don't don't. Yeah. What do you don't, mean? Don't like, in a more it. thorough way. What do you mean by that? Um, what do you think golf represented? What did, did I think? Did you think it was lame, boring? No, old, I didn't think people? it was boring. I always thought it was just like a rich people sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like I even when I went, I felt like a shame. I'm like, oh man, I gotta have money to play. You know, <laughs> nah, yeah. that's how I always yeah. thought. Yeah, yeah it's a cool experience. I I had the same belief when I started too. I yeah, I came from like a background where like I didn't, I wasn't hanging out like at like a club yeah. my entire life. You know. Yeah. So like I when I went, I started playing in tournaments and stuff, and you show up to these kids, they're yeah, you kind of feel out of place. you feel you feel out of place exactly. Yeah, you do. But. And once you keep doing it and keep doing it, you realize that there's more 
people like you, as someone's yelling in the background, um, there's more people <laughs> like like you there than Instead. there yeah, <laughs> than there are like the rich snobby people, especially in Greenwoods yeah. where we yeah. originated. I think from. now more than ever too, a lot of uh, it's a oh. now more than ever a lot of people our age are getting into the game and we're kind of fading away from those old ways of. I think Corona problems. really helped that because yeah. really the only thing you can do is be outside and golf is one of those things that you know yeah. social yeah, distancing yeah. and being outside. So I think our last guest Matt Gilbert said that uh, there was record numbers of the spike in number of people, yeah. the spike in golfers since what like 1980. Yeah, like, like since they've started. Played. It was the most rounds, rounds played, played um, since they've tracked that. Yeah. So in the tracking era, but I think I think one of the things too and. One thing that I've always been a big proponent for, or uh, someone who is passionate about the fact, um, there is that stigma with golf about exclusivity, right? So like excluding people from the opportunity to play, the country club idea behind like only you have to pay this amount of money, and if you don't pay this amount of money, and if you don't make this amount of money, then you're not gonna be able to belong at our club. and that is a stigma that still lingers in golf, and it depends on where you go. So there's yeah. still very exclusive golf clubs that only allow a certain amount of people to belong to it. They're very expensive, right? There still is that stigma, but as you said, I think that, that that's changing. Yeah. And I think yeah. it should, because for me, golf should be about inclusivity, right? Because like, it should be fun. It should be something where, like, like we talked about, that's the thing that brings us together. Yeah. So it should be something that brings people together instead of exclude people, right? Yeah. yeah as long sense. as you're respectful to everybody else, you're having a good time out with your buddies. Like, that's what it should be about. It should be yeah, about exactly. having fun, meeting new people, and just for the love of the game, right? That's yeah. why so I play. I was um, actually sense. watching Golf Channel maybe yesterday morning, yeah, and. Um, they were talking about how how there's a controversy on what players are wearing, like yeah. their outfits, and like how it's not it's how it's against their traditional view of golf, mm-hmm. right? How you're supposed to be like back in the day, they, like they would wear first they wore like ties and suits, ties and suits yeah. but then they, it's kind of evolved till now like golf shirts, and, and now people are wearing some like, of them aren't even having collars. Anymore. Yeah, now they don't have collars, but they also are wearing like really like like colorful flamboyant things. Practice rounds now you can play with shorts. Yep, exactly. On the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. And and there was a big controversy about it. And I like the point that I like the point that the person on Golf Channel, I don't know the name, but the, what they made yeah. was that like we want golf, we want more people to play. Like why yeah. why, especially how fragile golf can be. Like 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 it's it's expensive. I mean it is what it is. Clubs are expensive. It is. So how fragile golf can be? Why why would we try to kick people out for not looking? The yeah, park. the park, right? Yeah, yeah, like we nice. should be trying to bring people in and bring people in. That's why I love seeing all these junior camps and everything, yeah. and all this stuff. Because if you don't have that, there's no game in the future. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, there was a That's whole true. thing about uh, Rory wearing a hoodie. You remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 My whole thing is like, I don't really like the whole. Oh, you have to wear a collared shirt and press pants. It's like, don't yeah. go look like a bum. If you look <laughs> semi-respectable, you should be able to go play. It's yeah. like, yeah, take that old world mentality out of it. Shout out to. Uh, Roger Steele. For anybody that's looking for a good follow, it was actually recommended by Golf Digest. Um, on Instagram, search Roger Steele. Not only is that dude funny as hell, but he's uh, he's got some really fire content. And also, he has a really good argument about uh, 
just talking about hoodies. Like, <laughs> there should be no no question as to whether uh, hoodies should be allowed on a golf course or not. Um, he made a funny point. So shout out to Roger Steele. Um, and yeah, just kind of that whole idea, the old school mentality of what golf is or should be. We should keep the traditions while losing, again, that exclusivity, the excluding people, um, and really just it should be more inclusive. And I, I think we're headed in the right I think, direction. I think there. I know I, wa I watched my favorite movie of all time, the greatest game I ever oh played. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yes, there you I go. That. I watched that. Game. I watched it last oh night. Actually, I, I finished. I watched it again for some reason. It was like two in the morning. I was just like, I'm gonna watch this movie. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and even in that movie, like he he, we've come, we can show how we came a long way in the golf world, right? Like that he wasn't even allowed to play in. That he had to fight his way to play in the Open because the U.S. Open, or because he wasn't, he was a caddy, yeah. and caddies weren't allowed to play. He didn't fit the norm. He didn't fit the norm, and. And he yeah. wasn't a member. And yeah. Now, now, David, so one thing in golf that's super important to success is a positive attitude. And one reason why I admire you so much is your positive attitude. Thanks, now, man. tell me, how do you think you have gotten to that? Well, um, how are you so positive? How am I so positive? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that come in play. Yeah. Well. Because obviously things happen, right? Yeah. Everyone has of, bad times. A lot of things What is happen. it that, that allows you to keep that positive attitude so much? Well, in my family, honestly, like, my grandmother, like, is she pretty much came in a banana boat, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Not a banana boat, but, you know, it was hard for her to get here. Yeah. So I see that, and I'm like, well, if she did that for us, like, I should do something, you know? Yeah. And just continue the positivity. You should appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. And my father, like, when I was growing up as a kid, like a baby or something, like, I almost died. My dad... If my if my dad didn't work hard enough or hustle, mm -hmm. I was gonna die. Really? So I took that experience. And I was like, wow, thank you for for um, working hard for me. And that's so awesome. Every man. day I just we go at it, it and like a new day, and that's it. That's just how I live life. I love it, dude. Your dad is a is a big dude. Yeah. He's a good basketball yeah. player. I played against uh, him down at the park quite a few times. Uh, the Y. He was uh, pretty formidable and super freaking tall, so it was hard to go against. I remember, uh, never stood a chance against him. But um, you come from your your brother, or not your brother, your uncle. Um, I went to school with Joel, Joel, and he was a good baseball player. Yeah. I know that uh, that runs in your family because his his dad. So I guess yes. that'd be your uncle, or is that your grand my grandfather? Your grandfather, grandfather. rather. Yeah. So. Um, was a great baseball player too. Of course. So, did you any other sports? Did you play? Did you play any sports or? Yeah, I played um, baseball my whole life. Um, then I transitioned into track, wrestling. I did wrestling. Oh, you did? I didn't yeah. know that. Freshman year. Uh -huh. My freshman year, you're probably in eighth grade. And then yeah. football, because I transitioned. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you played good too. It. it was all right. Yeah, you, you, but you you were a first year senior. Yeah. That's tough. Um, yeah. But I transitioned into it because, you know, like my family, like it just pushed baseball on me. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do something. You only live once. Yeah, so exactly. Go, yeah. Me and you have played a lot of baseball together. Yeah, we did. For a long time. <laughs> a long, long time. time. Dude, since like literally. Yeah. Maybe even probably earlier. before that. Yeah. I think T ball. Yeah. Probably. Did you play T ball here? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that baseball swing is why you cranked it so hard. <laughs> like golf Dude, I have to say, watching your swing, you had 
the fastest swing you, I've ever seen. In honestly, person. you probably had maybe 110, 115 mile per hour club head speed. I'd we say. should try yeah. it out. We could test it. We have the, uh, the, the SkyTrack. Yeah. No yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, a, we have the ability. We'll, we'll test that out afterwards. We'll, we'll, we'll report back uh, with a, next with episode. We'll check, check the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so I think because I, I always knew your Uncle Joel, and he um, he was a beast in baseball. He could crank the ball. That And, and that's what I was actually going to bring up is the fact that cross-sport athletes, the, the ability to take that athleticism and bring it over to the game of golf, right? So you can utilize that. So – talking about like TT just said he said you had one of the fastest swings he's ever seen right so able to bring that athleticism over to the game of golf and it can benefit you it's learn it's learning to like kind of harness that athleticism and how to use it properly you got to dial it in right but that'll actually be something pretty fun and we definitely have to get out there this uh, oh, yeah. spring and summer and uh, in between uh, you working all the time I know you uh, yeah. you work a lot but yeah. we'll get out there we'll get after it um, but that point is just being able to utilize your athleticism in the game of golf is a big benefit because part of the thing, if, if you learn how to control that distance, that speed, that's something that can really help you out in the golf course. So Definitely. it can make it fun hitting those long balls. You know, so. <laughs> There's a funny um, video I was watching of Tiger Woods. Yep. Tiger Woods, he, he put it, he, he hit it, and then he went to go. Say, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so, I know what you mean. Yeah. That was one of the funniest yeah. thing moments I've seen. Yeah, it's yeah. good. I know back to baseball players. I think there's a video of Mike Trout maybe at uh, Top Golf. Uh, oh, and yeah. he just like cranks he it. The ball. I think he hit it over the net. Yeah, yeah. No, but you guys, one of you guys hit it over the net, didn't you? Um, we post some videos at Top Golf, but I don't, I don't think we ever hit it over the we net. Were, we were hitting. We net. hit it. We hit it into the into the skyline, and it looks like it disappears. Yeah, it looks like those guys are on another level. We're not, we're not that that big yet. One day, maybe if we keep pumping out in the performance center, but you guys, not yeah. yet. You guys got it. <laughs> yeah, no, because yeah. I don't think it's about like the strength. I think it's about the mechanics. You it know, is. for sure, hundred percent. That's why some of these guys on tour, like um, like Justin Thomas or Matthew Wolf, can hit it. You know. 330 yeah. yards. And they don't look like they swing that hard. They're not. And also, they're like all of 5'8". That's why golf should be more accessible too because like to be a, like a professional football player, right? Yeah. For the most part, you got to be like 6'4 and big, yeah. right? You got to be a big boy. I mean, think like you were you were an all-state lineman and yeah, yeah. shout out to Dylan, our all-state lineman. <laughs> all-state I love the people, bro. But we went to, we, <laughs> we're in a small conference at Gilbert and we went to the all-state banquet with all the conferences and Dylan looked tiny. There's some, there yeah. some big, there some big there. kids, and well, yeah, we faced all those kids, and you just and it's the same thing. Technique beats strength, yeah. pretty much every time, yeah, yeah. right? Like there's you see all these you you walk you go out to like the golf course, right? And you see like a like a guy who's who's wearing he's like six three, he looks pretty strong, and he's wearing like like all Nike, like he's dressed apart, <laughs> and he starts swinging, and he, you see a couple shanks, yeah. You're like, oh, okay, well, I know we're thinking of the same guy. Yeah, I know we are. <laughs> we're not gonna say. <laughs> I don't know his name. I don't either. But he's not good. So that's no, he seems like a nice guy. I mean, yeah, but he's not. I'm singling him, singling him out. Yeah, if you um, listen to this, if you know who you are, I'm sorry. don't be that guy. Don't 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 dress like you're a pro and not play good. <laughs> oh, or, no, or, or if you dress like a pro, that's fine. But don't like don't like get mad. Like I hate when I hate when people yeah. dress like a pro and like they act like a pro yeah. and like. When they hit a bad like when they hit a bad shot, with clearly they were not practicing, 
and they hit a bad shot and that goes that like a shank or something yeah. and they throw a club and they yeah, yeah. I don't know. honestly it comes back to the attitude thing again you, you exactly can't get yeah. no matter what level but at. but what I was back to what I was saying golf like you don't have to there's no set size for you no. there's no set body build like it used to be back in the old days you wanted to be tall and skinny yeah right but now you see the pros they're it's just all about your they work. adapt their technique to fit yeah their like body. look at Shane yeah. Lowry Shane yeah. Lowry's a big big man it's <laughs> a big guy big man. yeah yeah I mean, and he's he's, Daly he's a gamer it work for yeah years see little John Daly John Daly Jr. John Daly Jr. A, John yeah. Daly Jr. looks Threat like an animal. Tour. He's yeah. gonna get threatened. Maybe one day we'll have John Daly Jr. on our podcast. <laughs> John Daly Jr. If you're listening <laughs> to this, <laughs> man, <laughs> you're a bro. John Daly Jr. and Charlie Woods sitting at this we've, table. We've gotten into the weeds here, folks. Sorry, but so, uh, David, I, I want to ask you another question, man. So, the whole reason in starting this podcast it's to be under par podcast, not only on the course but off the course. It's about being under par doing the best you can, striving for better, right? So one of the questions I got for you is not only how'd you get started, but, and we, we know your motivation, but like what are your plans or aspirations going forward? So we know you have the detailing business. Um, when did that start, right? When did it start? Yeah, when did it start? Um, actually, um, I started with my dad. And my dad actually took over like the business. He said it was his business. And he kind of gave me the idea and we would just go around our neighborhood, yeah. detail cars. And from there, I took it on. He gave me the idea, well done. And then from there, I, have, I actually have all my original cars, like the first business card, the second one, the third, and how it updates. Yeah. And then I started with my grandmother. My grandmother, because she needed some money, so at Gilbert, I needed some help to do all the teachers' cars oh. after graduation. And all the teachers, they signed up, and I did all their details. It was so cool. But That's awesome. I needed some help. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So from where you started to where you are now, how has that progression been? So like, how, how has it been going from you know, starting, starting with working with your dad and now you're pretty much independent, right? Of course. Um, so how has that transition been into like, how have you, have you found success in, have you stayed busy? Like what, what's, what's that like? What's that building process been like? So right now I'm just, I've been focusing on like, like right now I just need to get a logo on my car. I want to do that. But I feel like I've been building up success yeah. in my business because I went from doing like one car maybe every two months to I have like so much so many customers and clients that yeah. I don't even know what to do with like I could just call somebody yeah. and they'd be like okay bring it over you know but before I had zero customers and now I have like 50 to 60 active customers wow. that's awesome that's so, right so how many details are you doing a week usually in the middle of the summer so if I wanted to like I can do them every single day wow every single day Sunday awesome. through Saturday and I've worked Sunday Wow. So I, that's what it takes, man. Yeah. yeah. How many do you think you've done total? Total? Yeah. Probably like two or three hundred. Wow. Yeah. That's, awesome. Impressive. that's awesome. So that's impressive. Man. For people who don't really know what a detail is, <laughs> um, just could you exp like elaborate? Course, what, you, what, yeah. you, what would you do like to a car? Like like what would you? What's your like normal process? Okay. It's like a more thorough car wash kind of, but okay. like a car wash, you know how. You just spray it with like a power washer and stuff like that. Um, it doesn't really take off the dirt. Because yeah. when you're taking off the dirt, you actually have to put your hand on it with a microfiber cloth and stuff oh, like okay. on the outside. And then the inside, it's a more thorough clean, you know, with um, vacuums, you got extractors, everything. 
It's, awesome. it's a big process, but I love doing it. I yeah. saw that firsthand. Yeah, you really uh, you got after it. Um, and one of the things too, so how does it work as far as like, do you have different tiers of cleaning? Like how, how do you do your, like not necessarily pricing, but do you have tiers? Do you have different packages? What do you offer yeah. as far as that goes? Um, Connor knows and so yeah. does. We're setting up the website yeah. for David actually when it's ready. WellDoneDetailing.com, well go check detailing. it out. So I do ceramic coating that I'm getting into now. That is gonna be like more onto more expensive side but that is like a more semi-permanent thing, you yeah. know, like it's like a wax, but it lasts like maybe two to three years or a lifetime, you know, there's things like that. Mm. But the packages that I offer are basic, like interior clean, exterior clean, and if you want a wax, I'll do that. Um, tire clean, I, you yeah. know, whatever people yeah, yeah. want, I'll do awesome. it for them, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay, so now that we've talked about how you've gotten to this point and you obviously have had some success um what are your plans for the future how do you do you plan on growing this are you planning on having a cap like what are you and is this the only pursuit you have like what else what else are you pursuing you, you were talking a little bit about it so first yeah what are your plans with well done detailing do you have do you have a vision for where you want it to be of course yes um so i want to move it from local business to bigger you know like little by little but like school has kind of gotten in the way of that yeah like I felt like if I wouldn't have gone to college I probably would have grown this a lot more but I've I've gone to college because I wanted to pursue my family's goal because no one in my family has a college degree so I was like you know I'm just gonna do it for them I promised them that I was gonna do this and I'm a person of my word you yeah know? That's, that's, awesome. that's important. Yeah. So I'm going to keep your word. Now, yeah. um, do you plan to continue doing the details yourself, or do you hope to hire out? Eventually? Hire out. Yeah, hire have out. employees. Yeah, I don't even – I think in the future I won't be doing too many details. I'm yeah. going to get more people, like everyone to have their own vehicle, yeah. and then everyone will have their own detailing supplies, yeah. all, their, all their own stuff with the logo yeah. on it, everything. Yeah, I know Shane talks about this a lot with the health of corner. You want to make it an asset, so you want to eventually have it to a point where it's running itself, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Because you make money when you're asleep. You don't make money when you're actually yeah. um, exchanging time for. You won't get rich. You won't get, get paid rich hourly. Like that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And now you said uh, you mentioned something about getting a real estate license. Yeah, I'm getting. Um, I'm working on that right now. Um, currently, I just. Paid for for the course, nice. so it's a process now. They're emailing the books out, and just see where this goes. You know yeah. what I mean? You're a go-getter, man. Local. I love it. Yeah, and I appreciate it. Yeah, for real estate too. If if you're looking to get in that, uh, another big part. I mean, in a lot of different professions, it's important to have a good personality to be very personable. But I mean, that's gonna pay off. Yeah. Uh, like greatly in the fact of your ability to not only be very likable but just have you know charisma and the ability nice. to interact with people right so i i wish you the most of success in there and uh i'm excited to see what what comes next for you thank you I appreciate um, that. yeah so is there any like as far as so with well done detailing you i obviously you got a couple that's that's a pretty time consuming thing running your own business yeah. is time consuming I know that firsthand, um, but also 
do you have any other interests? Like what we were also talking about something actually the boys were doing today. Uh, we were just talking about sports cards. So something that I'm passionate about too. And that's like kind of a side endeavor that's just kind of fun. If you like yeah. sports, it's, it's kind of another endeavor. So have you been collecting for a long time or? I've been collecting since a, a kid. When I go to like a, a stadium, Red Sox, Yankees, we go to the gift shop, I'll buy some, some cards. But my perspective of what I would do to buy them, I'd buy them and then in the future I'd be like, okay, these are gonna be worth a lot more, you know? Yeah. And from there, that's where I've been collecting. And rocks too. <laughs> I used to collect Dude. rocks, I still have them though. I was an avid rock collector really? myself. <laughs> wow. That is something I know little to nothing oh, about. God, I love rocks. Souls, all that stuff. Yeah. But, but cards, they're um, actually, they're comparable to the stock market. They wow. even, they fluctuate like, wow. like the stock market would. It's really interesting. And Shane has been in it for about a year and a little over a year, right? And yeah, the, uh, I mean, I, I used to collect cards when I was younger. I had, I back in probably the, this will show my age, but uh, when I was a kid uh, back in the mid-90s, um, I collected basketball, uh, mostly basketball and baseball. Um, but I had some Jordans, I had some Shaquille O'Neal. So if, for anybody listening out there, if you do collect currently, or if you have a card collection and you still live at home. So obviously as a kid, I was living at home. Uh, I had a box full of all my favorite best cards. Well, my mom was cleaning out the attic, which I had set aside in the attic, a box of these cards. And she proceeded to sell the whole box at a tag sale for about $25. Now, mind you, this had been like thousands of dollars that I had uh, saved up from allowances and doing different things. My mom had no idea. She just thought it was another cluttered box. But I, uh, as you can tell, I still hold just a, just a hair <laughs> bit of resentment for that. But, but always, if, you, if you're collecting something like that, make sure you uh, label your items yeah. as I did not do my, so. so. My grandpa... I mean, this is way long to, a long time ago, but he said they used to have a bunch of Mickey Mantle cards, mm -hmm. and what they would do when they would ride around, they put it in their in their uh, spokes, spokes oh, and yeah, of their bike, that. so it made like a noise. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, then there's there's that that's thousands and thousands of dollars. Like a dirt right there. bike. Oof. Yeah. Blowing that money. <laughs> that's yeah. a pretty that's a pretty fascinating market though. If you look at it now, and especially in the last few years, for any um, anybody, have you ever, Dave? You ever hear of uh, Gary V or Gary yes. Vaynerchuk? Yeah, he's a pretty yeah he's a pretty interesting guy. I followed his uh, entrepreneurship and talking about a lot of things that you're you know starting your own business and and just really doing things for yourself that are gonna improve yourself and and look for opportunities right whether it be in your own personal endeavors, but always looking to grow, right? So recently, in the past year and a half, that's yeah. what it was for me, is it was like kind of a nostalgia thing. I thought, oh, it'd be cool yeah. to collect cards again. The last time I thought about cards was when my mom sold that box of cards on me, right? <laughs> so like it had been a long time, and then I got back into it, and then I realized it was an emerging market. So looking for opportunities, that viable opportunities to either invest in and most people think that's kind of like a silly endeavor but if you yeah. look if you look at it the correct way and if you do your research right that's a big important thing when you're looking for things to invest in make sure you do your research make sure you do your due diligence you don't just throw money at something that you don't know much about mm -hmm. right um and i've started to do that the past couple of years and i've found great success with it right 
especially in the basketball. So Zion Williamson last year, yeah. he, he was all you know, all the yeah. hype and it still is. He actually had a card the other day that went to auction and I believe it was a one of one um, with a NBA logo man on it. And I believe it's looking to sell at auction for north of uh, three quarters of a million dollars. For a card. Yeah, so, so this is like a very real spot. So as we're talking about like business and investment, like that's not, that came out of a $6,700 box of cards. So that's not gonna be in the market for most people, right? Yeah. That's pretty far-fetched. You gotta have the money up front to be able to afford that. But there's opportunities. And actually, TT and Connor yeah. could expound upon that. Yeah, we've been in the game for like two days, two days. Now. <laughs> I was Shane had been telling me, like, every time I saw him, you gotta get into cards, you gotta get into cards. Yeah. And I was, I was skeptical. I, didn't, I, I don't really know much about, you know, sports figures, and I, I just didn't want to do it. But so me, Tyler, and, and Mojo, we... Uh, we did some field we did, research. Yeah, we researched, and then days. today, this morning, me and Tyler went to Target, and we saw it for ourselves. We were uh, informed that they stock on Wednesdays, and it has to be a third-party vendor that stocks it because they don't trust the Target employees to do it. So we go in there, we're walking around, just kind of scouting it out, and we see a woman stocking cards. So we're trying to take a vlog, and we go up to her, and we're like, oh, are you? Uh, do you stock the cards? And she was like, yeah, I do, but I actually had to switch my day that I stocked them because people were following my car. That's how, how hot it was. Yeah. People really wanted those cards. So we're just walking around, kind of waiting for her to be done. And we come across a nice man who asked us if we were there for the sports cards. And we we're like, yeah. And he saw us checking out the Pokemon. He goes, oh, there's uh, Pokemon cards in the back. You should go check it out. Me and Tyler being rookies, we, we go, yeah, we, we yeah, we're like, okay. to make a rookie mistake. And we go back there, check it out. And by the time we get back up front, there's a line of like seven people waiting to grab those cards when she puts her hands down. And then... We, so we hopped in the line, we're kind of watching, and then she goes, go. And then all these people just, what was supposed to be a first come, first serve, just hounded her yeah. and just grabbed all the Zion boxes they could. Yeah, there was a lot of courtesy like in line in the beginning, Yeah, but once her hands yeah. backed away from the shelves, yeah. everything was me up and, the Me window. and Tyler, we, we were distracted by the pretty girls in front we of were. us. We were. <laughs> we we should have just pushed them. They were, we were chatting them up. <laughs> We they were, were they were like oh you, you guys want to go ahead of us moves. we were here and we we're like no 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 you got you ladies are good being the gentlemen that we are and um, we only got one box because and this one box was the only reason we have it currently is out of the kindness of this one older gentleman's heart <laughs> because we were not getting that box un until Connor gave him the puppy dog yeah guys. his carriage of ten boxes did not need one more he, lo <laughs> he looked at me and my hand touched the box at the same time as his and I looked up. He looked at me. I gave him the puppy dog eyes, <laughs> and then um, he was like, "You can have it." So, but that was nice. I, I do have to. Say, <laughs> I wouldn't have taken that approach. <laughs> I do have to say, like, I am very intrigued now. Like, we saw. Yeah. Like, I, you can't little, physically. Get a little pumped up about this. Yeah, you can't physically see like the draw of stocks because it's just like it's just shares of a business, and they're so I mean, minuscule there. you it's can't there. see them. It's there, but. We saw it in person, like yeah. with these. And cars. I see now why they resell for so much on these yeah. uh, these e-commerce platforms, because you can't get them in stores unless you're there at the drop. So yeah, and just for anyone that's interested, obviously, if you're listening and uh, you're listening because you're a golf fan, you might be a little bit uh, disinterested by this. But just for the sheer fact of knowing what's going on, it's uh, it's pretty fascinating to see that an emerging market. They called the cards from the 90s and the late 80s the junk wax era. 
So we've come from a position where the card industry had tanked from when I was a little kid and then it kind of came back. And now as an adult, we're seeing like a re-emerging market where billions of dollars are spent. So it's a pretty fascinating thing. If you enjoy sports, if you know a little bit about your team, if you know about specific players, this can be a great way if you do it smartly. Again, do your research. Just like if you were to invest in the stock market, you have to do your research. If you go in blindly and just spend money, you're going to guarantee yourself that you're going to lose money, right? There, there's at a certain point you're gonna lose. The house always wins, right, in gambling. Well, it's gonna be no different if you don't do your due diligence and know what you're doing prior to getting into it. So, but it's a fascinating thing to see what's taking place and be really smart about it. So, David, how have you, have do you, do you invest at all? Do you have any investments? Do you yeah. invest in the stock market? Do anything like that? And Bitcoin. how do you feel about that? Bitcoin. 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 Really? Yeah. Bitcoin. Crypto. Nice. Hey. Cryptocurrency. I have to look at them. Okay. Yeah. So how long ago did you do that? Um, about a couple months ago. A couple nice. months back. Nice. I mean, that's a good time. Money. It's going up right now. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I just buy low, like on ground level pretty much. Like things that people don't notice. And I just invest some money in there and then skyrockets. Yeah. Skyrockets. In a couple how did you, how did you come upon something like cryptocurrency so uh, a friend told me about it a friend told me and then from there I just logged on to several apps different apps and just bought different uh, different cryptos on different apps okay yeah so yeah. what what apps were you uh, what apps are you talking about coinbase yep cash app um, there's PayPal right now but I haven't bought that one and Robinhood that's Fine. awesome. Yeah. So me and some of my friends back in 2017, we were working on a project in um, San Diego. We are working on a construction project and we started talking about cryptocurrency. So another form of investing, right? So again, being informed and being educated towards it. Um, and we, we invested all at the time uh, a little bit of money. And that's when it was before yeah, so um, it was before Bitcoin had actually gotten above. I think it was before it was a thousand dollars. So yeah, <laughs> well yeah yeah that would be nice if it was all if it was all there. But some of us had sold and bought out and stuff. But my point in bringing any of this up is not only do you have to do your due diligence, but when you make an investment, it should be with the mindset towards um, holding on, right? So because. In some cases, you sell and whatnot. Sweet but if you, look at the, if you look at the ability to, um, like if you look at Bitcoin's history, right? If you take just that, for instance, you look 15 years ago, I, I, I might be wrong on the actual length of time that Bitcoin's been around, but it hasn't been much more than about 15 years. Yes. Um, thereabouts, right? So, and if you look at the fluctuation, every, it usually goes in every two or three year cycles. It'll reach a peak and it'll come crashing back down to earth almost. And then it'll reach a peak two or three years later, come crashing back down. And that's been a rep uh, repetitive process. And actually, as we speak right now, it's at the highest it's ever been by almost two times. So I think it's around $34,000 a coin right now. That, yeah. um, but again, in in any investment and anything and and again why investing why is investing important why are we talking about it on a on a golf podcast 
because first off, golf's expensive, but being under par in all the aspects of life and trying to make smart decisions in these life gives you an opportunity for freedom, right? Giving you the opportunity to have um, financial freedom. So then you yeah. can go, you can go play some golf, you can enjoy You can enjoy things. If money is always tight, you're not gonna be able to have these advantages. Yeah. Making smart decisions with your investments are, are really important in order to have that financial freedom. So the point being with, uh, with Bitcoin is if you had the approach where you invested your money and just held it there, imagine 10 years ago, right? What would it be at this point? Um, yeah, so in, in all aspects though, being patient and knowing and doing your research and knowing when the time to sell out and something is to take your profits and whatnot, that's, that's all part of the process. But being educated, that's the first that's yeah. the first point is really yeah. making sure that you're educated yeah. and knowing what you're doing before you put any money into it, right? Yes. So, I think it was a Charles Schwab commercial I saw. They said their best investments were ones where people forgot their password to their account. Yeah. They buy and then they forget. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a, it's a skill. It's a it's definitely a learned skill though. Like there's, I can see I j I just started getting into the game investing, and I can see how I get a little paranoid. Like I, I have to, I, I've gotten way better at it, but like I, I, I look at my phone too much. I Dylan look at called the, me yeah. one day and goes, bro, I'm up 80 or 18 cents. <laughs> yeah, and no, yeah, cause I was like, I was practicing day trading. I was like, I'm gonna try to get, I'm gonna buy it here and it's gonna go up and I'm gonna take it out. But like, I got just to learn how to do it. But um, yeah, that's risky. That's very risky, but I can see how stressful it is. I'm playing, I'm play, I, I think I put like $500 in my account. I can see how stressful, how stressed I am about uh, that five hundred dollars. Yeah. Just imagine putting imagine double, if I put like that. imagine if I put like a million dollars in there, right? I'd be, sh I'd be shitting bricks right now. <laughs> really making sure, like I, I, another thing with the investing. So especially if we're talking to like younger people, the idea of like investing though, you want to make sure that this is disposable income. So mm. if you're taking the income, in most cases, like everybody sitting at this table, excluding myself, has little to no bills, right? Yeah. So the opportunity right now, if you want to start your investing career, if you if you already started it, started it because your parents helped you or whatnot, that's great. You're ahead of the curve, right? But if you're starting right now, make sure that and in most cases it's not going to be uh, a fact. If you take five hundred dollars that you've earned, right, and you decide to invest in something, typically this is not going to be the money that is putting food on the table and you're gonna be out Right, so you're gonna you're gonna owe. Um, you don't have rent to pay. You don't have a lot of these things. Some some people do, but uh, right now is the time. Right, they get into investing at a young age. If you get a good hold on it now, with your responsibilities and your bills at a low point, that's where you can make the most growth. Right. Yeah. So like that's that's it's a good opportunity to start now. Oh, yeah. Your list of responsibilities are gonna be far lower than once you start a family. Once you have a business. Right. Right. So taking advantage of the opportunities that you have um, is definitely, I like the idea though, David, the fact that you invested, you've invested in yourself, right? Starting your own business at a young age, you've invested in yourself. I'm a big proponent and big believer in that. While making investments in other things is awesome and can lead to wealth down the road, also making an investment in yourself, I, I think that that's the most important. So you look like a, you're in shape, you're a healthy guy. What do you do for your personal, like routine, how do you eat? Person. What do you, yeah, like yeah. workout routine, what do you do? Uh, so right now I just got on a regimen right now. I do 20 minute workouts. I do 
200 push-ups and 200 squats in 10 minutes. And then I do um, jump ropes and I do 200 abs every day. That's awesome. Every, every single, day. Every single day. I haven't missed one day. So what's the key to that? What's uh, the word What's the word there? Dedication. Dedication, consistency. consistency. I love it. I love hearing that. You can tell. You know, you look at you look like you're in shape. You take care of yourself. That's an awesome thing. And providing that consistency, just like your business, right? It, it, it bleeds over. If you can have that consistency where you show up every day, you put in the work, you're going to be successful. Yeah. Of course. And there's people, and you see it throughout, like, all the... All the people who are prominent business owners, right? Like, I think Mark Zuckerberg. He Zuckerberg. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me, language there. Um, but he uh, he wakes up at like four thirty in the morning every day, and then he has like yeah. strict. He plans his day out to like bathroom yeah. break, bath time he goes to the bathroom. Yeah. And that is just that type of that type of schedule and like consistency leads to yeah. Most success. of those wealthy CEOs are getting up in the well before the sun's up. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got a good question for you. Uh, yeah, Connor I, shared this with me. What's your What's your <laughs> daily routine? So like, uh, yeah. give me Give me a day in the life of David Castillo. All right. And also, and it, it varies. you have a detail. You have a detail. What and are you also, do? the reason why I did the twenty minute workouts was because of that. Because my time, you know. Sure. Yeah. So um, I wake up probably like five six o'clock and eat breakfast. I learn something. I try to learn something every day for at least an hour. And then, what else do I do? I learn something, and then I work out. After that, I check my to-do list and try to get done what I, have to, what I have to do outside of my house. And then come back home and do all my stuff. Awesome. But that's my daily routine. Every single day. Awesome. Wow, you know? So you start your day off very productive. I try to. Give me give me an example. So when you say learn something, what does that typically entail? Right? Like what where do you go? Are you you talking Googling something? You talking a book? What, what no, you I've been, I Audible um what is it? Uh Pimsler, Italian. Because I like Italian. I've been learning that for a year, you know, but it hasn't been going on for the year consistently. So I've been trying to learn and get on it every day. Even my phone is in Italian. Can, can you say something for us in Italian? Um, yes. <laughs> Scusi, come, st eh, come sta? And then... Grazie. Grazie. And there's... Prego. <laughs> Prego. And there's, there's a lot of things. I've Dude, been that's learning. awesome. I've been learning you, a little bit. You should uh, one day take a trip to Italy and see if you can apply that it. Would be, that would be awesome. Yeah, when you're uh, when you got your detailing business and you got others working for you, and it's going pretty smoothly, you got people you can trust. You have to take a trip to Italy. I that'd can attest, nice. it's it's we'll fantastic. No, yeah. that'd be sick. <laughs> Yo, no, that'd be play so some cool. golf in Italy. Manifest so it right nice. now. All right, so set it down in stone. Later <laughs> on, there's got to be a future trip, a be under par, well done detailing collab trip to Italy. Of course. So, we gotta do it while we're young. You can go. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe you could detail some some Ferraris out there. That'd be sick. That's my. <laughs> that's one of my. That's one of my dreams. That's awesome. Detail a Ferrari and then Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Didn't you say you had a uh, a guy you knew? Who, yeah, you he did would a five actually like a mentor car. type of guy. Five million dollar car in Torrington. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it was a race car, and someone told him about it, and then they referred him, and he did it. And it's a garage like. Smaller than this place right here. He does like amazing cars. He does Ferraris, BMWs, Mercedes. He's been doing it for 50 years. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. 
but I, I had to stop by and introduce myself. I told him because I don't really care about like rivals or anything. I meet the person. I'm like, listen, I'm a detailer. Good to meet you, and you know yeah. we can form a connection. You know that'd be really good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's, awesome, that's how I am. I don't really care about competition. Nothing like that. That's I'm not good. Scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, that's like a that's a good that's a good viewpoint. I think yeah. I think for the the idea of competition too, especially in the workplace, there if you have that like scared or like fearful mentality, I feel like that breeds itself in your work, right? So like you should have a healthy um you always want to make sure you do a really good job, but if you're confident in yourself, confident in your workability, then there really shouldn't be any reason for fear, yeah. right? You stand behind what you what, what you've course. done. You're like, and clearly you do a great job. You you have great recommendations, so that that's good. And you can actually learn from that too, right? Of so course. a guy that's been doing it for fifty years, there's always chances yeah. to learn, opportunities to learn. Yes, of course. And and the mind is like it's a memory, um, it's a filing cabinet. So I haven't lived fifty years, so I could probably learn something. Yeah, that's just how I think of it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. An open mind is is important too, especially when you're in a, you you have the idea, the mind that wants to grow. So that's awesome. That's a good outlook. I can re- greatly respect that. So, um, and especially again, like at somebody your age, to be able to have that mentality, most most people or most uh, younger guys. Not speaking about anyone here, but there are a lot of younger guys that typically have the mindset that they have it all figured out, right? And when you go in with an open mind and the ability to learn, yeah. that that's gonna breed success too because you can always learn something. Even from someone that technically might not be in the same position. If you have that open mind, the ability to be ready to learn, that's, that's awesome. That's uh, super respectable, so. Damn. Now, we know that is there anything else that what what motivates you? So like I, I know you said I know you said that it has a lot to do with you you mentioned your your grandmother, the yeah. fact of your family, you wanna be a man of your word. Is there anything personally that motivates you? I, I'm that's really good and that's really yeah. commendable too. I is what what is it for you, driving factor to be better? What is it what is the thing that Besides your family, what is the thing that makes you get up every morning and want to do the workout routine, want to take care of yourself, want to better yourself? What is that? What What's a... Well, in all honesty, I feel like my situation... Um, in the Hispanic community, growing up and seeing all the Hispanic people, I see kind of like the same cycle. And I, don't, I kind of want to break that cycle a little bit. And it's been difficult because... Over time, like it's people leave bad reputations, and I don't want that. I want to leave a good reputation. Like, there's a lot of family members of mine that I see that leave a bad pathway for me, and I see me kind of waking up every day and trying to better myself and create a name. You know, like you know me, you know David, not mm-hmm. just because of my last name. Oh. Castillo, oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's a badass. We don't want that. Yeah. I want to be David Castillo. That's You're the best it. damn apple that I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. And I, yeah, and I feel like we've been showering you with praise, but it's for good reason, man. Yeah, like man. We, I, I, I really can't say it enough. 
the other day you showed up at my front door i was like i didn't i heard a knock at my door <laughs> and it was uh i think it was before christmas yes. and you came and you uh i think you gave us a card and you said you wished us a merry christmas and that i mean that that my friend is just uh it goes above and beyond so you're doing that to the utmost and for anybody out there that's looking for a good example, I was actually, Dylan and I were talking about some different things. There's a lot of craziness going on in, in the world right now, especially in the United States. There's, there's some crazy stuff going on. Uh, no matter your political beliefs, whatever going on, there's some unfortunate things that are taking place. Um, but lead by example, right? So leading by example and really taking taking ownership of the things you do and taking ownership of your reputation. You've really done that. And I think that that sets a good example, not only for people your age, but like older people, right? Like people that just lived a long life and maybe they're doing some things that they're not leading by example. So when someone at your age is leading by example, really takes pride in not only your work, but your reputation, that like, that breeds positivity to other people and I think we should like the ability while we're here on earth is we li we have one life the ability to share that positivity keep doing yeah. it man because you're you're an inspiration and we appreciate that and we also want to just say thanks for coming on the be under par podcast we uh, look forward to playing lots of golf with you <laughs> and uh, if you haven't had your car detailed by Davis Castillo you're messing up because the kid deserves it and he does great work so gotta shout him out yeah what's the Instagram let everybody know what yeah, Instagram is. well done detailing everyone well go, done. go yeah. get a shirt too he's got I know Con Connor's Connor, I'm, I'm well done detailing out right now Connor lives in this shirt <laughs> it's Connor's favorite coat right there it is in all honesty he I wears it every day it's every one day of a kind either. gifted me from thank you so much the owner himself so thank you I, got, I really wear. appreciate it man a Dave lot. Castillo you are the man and we uh, we greatly appreciate you coming on the podcast and we wish everyone a happy and healthy um, day and thanks for coming on man so thank you so much guys i really appreciate it yeah be under park podcast is out we'll catch you next time peace